If you've ever wondered what would happen if three friends, a firefighter, a lawyer, and a chaplain, got together to talk about the joys and challenges of raising their kids, well, wonder no more. Welcome to the Three Men and Their Babies podcast. Marcus Landsberg. I have two kids, a boy who's six years old and another boy who's six months. My name is James Duggins. I have two daughters. One is three. One is one month old. This is Anthony Solano, and I'm a proud father of a two and a half year old daughter. So guys, how you doing tonight? Good, Anthony. How are you? How are you, Duggins? Not too bad. I, um, I wore my baby. I was carrying on from our baby wearing conversation. Um, she actually slept in the, my ample warm bosom while my wife showered. So she got a nice relaxing shower for the first time in a week. That's beautiful. That's, that's wonderful to hear. I'm glad uh, you guys have started to shower again. <laughs> well, she showers, but she, look, I started, I went back to work. So I have 24 hour shifts and I felt I had to keep checking in on my wife, how she was doing because, um, you know, we'll take Sunday to preschool. So she'll, we, we had a routine going where I, we would all walk to preschool. It's about, you know, it's within a 20 minute walk from where we live down the hill. So we take the dog, the stroller, the two kids and Tasha would wear the baby in a little boba. It's like a flex um, fabric wrap that you wrap around and they just kind of nuzzle in there. And um, we go and pick her up and we all hang out. And that was been our thing. But now that I'm back to work, she has to go and drop off Sunday to preschool, come back. She has the dog, the stroller, the berry and the berry baby. And then when she goes to pick up the kid, Hina doesn't like to be set down, um, wants to be carried. So you set her down. So she screams her head off the whole time is showering. So you're trying to shower and relax and watch Sonny, who's running around, escaping the shower naked, splattering around and baby screaming. And she just wants to take a nice relaxed shower. And yeah, was able to rectify that today. I feel like I did my part. Good job, my friend. <laughs> it sounds like, sounds like you are in the throes of adjusting to baby number two. Yeah, now that we're back to work, because um, we were kind of in la la land, right? Because I was off work for like almost a month. Is that so, right? You got a month? Yeah, I took um, family leave. Okay. A little FMLA action, and uh, I think it was well worth it. It was kind of especially because we didn't we weren't able to have family come down because uh, of this whole COVID thing, oh. perhaps you've heard of, and uh, prevented us from you know no one was able to come because last year we had like an army of family helping out and it was amazing like we got to relax and sleep and rest and people brought food and this time it's like I felt like it was like prison you know and they come and they give you your bag of your clothes that you you know went in with it's like here's your child here's your checkout see ya you know we went home and we're like, <laughs> oh my god we're on our own. Are you sure? Are you sure it was COVID or maybe they're just not invested in the second child? (laughs) Like they wanted the firstborn. (laughs) The bloodline lives on. And now you two are on your own. The the second child was your choice. The rest first first child was for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The second one's for chores around the house later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the second one is to teach the first child how to raise a kid. You're the one who's really loved. (laughs) actually that's an interesting topic anthony when you had your child did you take time off i did i took fmla and it was awesome i had about six weeks i believe and i think i could have had in california i think you can have up to eight weeks of paid leave when you have a child so i really uh man 
that was an awesome opportunity to stay home, first time dad, <laughs> figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not that I have done that yet, but no, it was great. And um, yeah, Christy, she was she was off as well, and it was extremely helpful. So FMLA is what Family Medical Leave Act. Yes. And they guarantee you what? Do you know? Your employer is legally obligated to give you leave and you get, it wasn't full pay, but I want to say it was like 80%. James, does that sound right? Uh, Mine might be a little bit different. I was actually using state family leave and then it kind of rolls concurrently with the um, federal leave. Um, so for me, I was able to dip into my sick, it allows me to use either my sick or vacation hours and for, and that's for the first month. And then after, I think there's some different stipulations once we go federal, but I believe it offers us, I think it's good for a year for us. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good for a year, but it's not paid. So I have to use, you know, if sick uh, leave, you know, vacation, PTO, whatever, whatever your bucket is, you got to utilize that. But what it basically says is we're going to guarantee that your position will be available when you come back to work okay. after having a child, taking care of a family member, you know, hospital, whatever the case may be. Because we had to use that for my mother-in-law when she was in hospice care. Um, we all took time to took time off to take care. And so. And then what did you do with your older child when new baby was in the hospital? We turned the TV on, locked the door, and hoped she wouldn't notice. <laughs> so like an ordinary day is what you're saying. Yeah, nothing different really. We just slid the food underneath the door and turned the temperature down in the room just a little bit to get her to calm down. And Your life is not going to change at all. Yes. Oh, just <laughs> cool. This is all the food you're getting. You space it out over the next few days. <laughs> no, we um, – we just we we were really diligent of letting her know that hey there's a new baby coming you're going to be a big sister so we read her books on being a big sister and explained to her that things are going to be different mommy's going to be busy and we're going to need your help we did everything we can to kind of give her that sense of responsibility of being the big sister and how does a big sister act and um getting her wanted to help and Sunny's been awesome. Like she wants to, yeah. And it's almost back. Sunny's like Elmira. She's like, I want to love her and squeeze her and squeeze her and love. And she's like choking the baby <laughs> and like smothering her. She's just trying to hug her and she doesn't realize. Um, but she wants she she wants to change diapers every time we change the diaper. She runs in there, grabs the diaper, she opens it up, and she wants to hug the baby. She wants to hold the baby, and so I feel, I feel like we gave her ownership as a sister. Uh, we we kind of laid that foundation you know, months and months ahead of time to kind of build into it because she's, she is the center of attention and she loves our attention and wants all of that. So we were kind of concerned how this was going to go down. Marcus um, is real good at being a big brother too. I'll tell you because I'm self-employed, I don't get family medical leave act because my employer could care less, right? If, if I don't go to work, rent isn't getting paid. The doctors are getting paid. You so, need to sit down and have a conversation with yourself and work yeah, that out. Your boss sounds like a real jerk. Well, the thing <laughs> is, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a different time. Yeah. But what I was able to do is I scheduled when the child was going to come. I scheduled about a month of when I could be home because, you know, I 
sort of make my own schedule. I can tell the court, hey, we're going to move that later. I can't do that now. Let's do that at a different time. And everyone understands. Everyone's good with it. And then both of our babies came early, right? Mm-hmm. Marcus came about a month early. And then oh, wow. uh, Maxie came about a month and a half or so early. Um, oh, wow. A month and a half early. Both wow. of which, uh, five weeks to six, is just about five weeks early. So wow. I, I was overselling it. But it, both of those are healthy. <laughs> but it doesn't mean it comes without any trouble. So the good thing about that is when baby comes early, I'd already prepared all the judges and, every, and all my clients that I would be out for a month when my baby comes. So they knew I had a baby coming. Most of them didn't believe that anyone would have a baby with me, but they knew I had a baby coming. <laughs> sorry, just thinking of something funny. No, yeah, okay. Not you. not laughing yeah, at I, you at all. I don't <laughs> know why you'd be laughing. And then it's a very serious topic. And uh, then when baby came early, everybody bends over backwards to let you not have to come to court, right? Like no one's like, you have to come today. But So I think I did actually come to court um, for the next couple of days, like once or twice. And then I had about two months where I hardly had to go to court, where I hardly had to do anything. So that was wonderful. And it would then, be so great if you were in court with your baby strapped to your chest while you were... In court and oh, I absolutely bring my child to court. I, Marcus absolutely has been to court. He knows <laughs> the he knows all the bailiffs. He knows the sheriffs. Uh, he knows the judges. There's only one judge who ever told me that it was my fault for not getting child care. And you know, up to her if she wants to get mad at me. I don't care. And um, I think I would side with the lawyer that was giving an argument with the baby strapped to his chest. I think I would. I think that would draw my sympathy as a juror. Well, I would bring him through all the courts and I I taught him how to say I object (laughs) when he was about two. Like he couldn't say much, but he could yell, I object and point his finger up in the air like Phoenix. Uh, Right. So I would see that's just that's just cute. Yeah. So I would do that a lot. I'd make him sit on like the uh, witness chair during the break. And, you know, if they want to give me trouble, they can give me trouble. Every Halloween we go around. But I was going to say like the second baby. So when baby Baxi was born, our second baby, uh, again, it was an emergency. It was uh, almost a month and a half early. Marcus was in the room when baby Maxie was born. Oh, wow. I mean, we don't have family to call and there was no one at the last minute to drop him off at. We're racing to the hospital, right? <laughs> so he's sitting in the chair watching Daniel Tiger so he doesn't know anything else is happening. <laughs> And basically, I'm holding a sheet between him and my wife as she's screaming, right? And the doctor's saying, yell and push. And I'm holding, I'm like, we're going to put this blanket over your head for the next few minutes. You okay with Daniel Tiger? Yep. Okay. Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. Man, I got to be honest. I have never heard of (laughs) a child, of somebody having to bring their child into... The delivery room like that, man. That's crazy. Everybody that, bring their child into the delivery room. Well, luckily we could. Child. Yeah, we. <laughs> Not uh, that I, child. I see what you did there. Yeah. Well, uh, I see. Uh, <laughs> I um. We actually talked about it when we were in the labor room because we we went in. Um, Tasha started having contractions and, or actually no, hold on. Uh, f- false narrative there. We actually went in for a checkup, and her 
um, the checkup, there were some things that were kind of questionable and they basically said, do you want to induce? Like we chose the day that the baby was going, we were ready, but we were like, I think a day or two late. And then we were like, oh. oh man, we're here at the hospital. We have all our stuff. We brought it just in case, you know, let's do it. Let's, we're going to take owner. Yeah, you're going to have a baby today. And, um, because of the COVID, we couldn't have any family members, but we were in there for you know, all day and night long. And Sonny can, shall not be contained. So the thought of Sonny sitting in the, the labor room, like it's just unfathomable because she would be like yanking cords. She would knock over the <laughs> IV. She'd be hitting mom with the morphine, you know, like <laughs> she, <it> just <laughs> destruction. But it was pretty awesome. Marcus was able to cruise the whole time. No, he's seriously. Awesome. Uh, he's yeah. an angel. He's a saint. He has all the energy in the world. He shot out of the cannon at six in the morning, and he never slows down until he falls down. <laughs> awesome. But he is a loving, amazing, charming, happy kid. And the fact that he can't go to school and see his friend kills me. But oh, yeah, yeah. But he's a loving, amazing, charming, happy kid, and that is uh, mainly because of his mother and uh, I salute her <laughs> for how she's raised him. Well, I, I, I got to agree with you Obviously on that. Obviously takes yeah. after mom. Yeah. That goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys very much. And we'll talk to you next week on <laughs> what's the name of our podcast? Three men and a baby. A baby. Yeah. yeah.